Hey guys, this is Jennifer from The Shooter's Mindset, and we are live with episode 402. We have our co-host tonight. Corey, how's it going? Really, really sore and tired. Sore and tired? Yeah. Too much shooting. From fun things or not fun things? Too much shooting. Okay, so fun things. Oh, yeah. It's okay to be sore from that. And our other co-host, Greg Cannon, how's it going? Also sore and and tired and still might be a little bit cold from the weekend. Wah, wah, wah. (laughs) But was it snowing? No, it was much colder than the match that we shot in the snow. Uh, No, I'm talking about Oklahoma. That that's the coldest I've ever been. Ah, I was not there because yes, the finale and it was awful. Yeah, that was not good weather. But we are not here to talk about the weather tonight. We are here. We have our guests of the night that everyone really wants to hear from. From Apex Optics, we have Van and Carly Kurtolitsa here with us from Canada. How's it going, guys? Good. How are you? Doing well. Can't complain. If I did, no one would care, so it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I say. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. No, we're good. Um, so y'all have Apex Optics. Um, first, tell us a little bit, we'll get into Apex in a minute, but first tell us about yourselves a little bit and how y'all got into shooting for anyone that doesn't know you. Well, yeah, um, basically, you know, Carly and I started shooting together. Um, you know, I didn't really grow up with firearms. I didn't grow up with hunting or anything like that. And then um, when after Carly and I got married a couple of years later, we decided to get our uh, firearms licenses up here in Canada. You have to do that. Um, and then we bought our first firearm. I think I bought a hunting rifle and you bought a 20, 20 gauge over under. And then we just started trap shooting and then we got into other stuff. And then I, we found out about pistol sports and three gun and everything else. And yeah. We got, we started competing and, um, you know, we both come from competitive sports backgrounds and for us, shooting sports was just kind of a natural extension. It's like, oh, this is something cool we can do together and then we can get into it. And um, I think we shot quite a bit of, I got into IPSC, IPSC and USPSA up here. And then we started shooting steel challenge together and then she was a lot better at it than I was. So that was, uh, that was fun. (laughs) So we shot nas- yeah, we shot nationals two years in a row together, yeah. um, and Carly ended up taking the ladies' division one year. In 2018, yeah. 2018, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. I did not defend my title the following year. I came in second, but I was five months pregnant. Um, Our first, so- yeah. <laughs> well, what we division? A pass on that. A rimfire pistol open. Yeah. Yes, rimfire Very pistol nice. open. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, no, and then we yeah, it was literally one of those scenarios where we ask our OBGYN that her doctor is like um it's a weird question I don't know like are we allowed to is Carly allowed to compete in this and you know five months pregnant and he's like what are you talking about it's plenty insulated in there as long as you're not taking impact in your abdomen with a 12 gauge you're fine yeah (laughs) yeah so so that's kind of our history like uh, you know competitive shooting and then you know once uh kind of the three gun sport more or less went by the wayside it's kind of starting to make a bit of a resurgence now with some additional semi-auto options but um the ar platform got banned up here in canada a lot of guys that i shot three gun with kind of started prs and i was like what's prs i had no idea what this was uh they're like yeah it's basically like long range precision shooting positional stuff timed same kind of rules i was like oh interesting that sounds super cool and you know i like to nerd out on things so 
uh, once, uh, once I decided to try it out, I built a gun and then Carly came out with me at a couple of matches yeah. and we, I had a great time and it was probably like probably the best, one of the best environments that I was in as far as, you know, the people involved in the community and everybody's willing to help out. And especially if you're new yeah. and lend you gear and try out a bag or whatever. We just couldn't get over how welcoming everyone was. Yeah. Like it was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was fantastic. So, you know, we just kind of fell in love with the people in the sport. And then kind of, I haven't honestly shot a single match that wasn't PRS in the last like four years. So yeah. I haven't, I barely touched my pistols. I've barely touched my 2019 was the last time at nationals for steel challenge that yeah. we shot. It's been Steel's four years. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So we've been kind of all in on PRS and room fire and whatever else we can get our hands on. So very nice. Awesome. So you do a little of this and a little of that in the shooting sports. But then there's this other thing, Apex Optics, that came about. Um, Y'all are kind of new to the game, but hearing the name a little more. So tell us a little bit about how it got its start, where the idea come from. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, I mean, kind of leading in from starting to shoot PRS, you know, Carly, unfortunately, wasn't able to compete because we just had a, a baby the previous November yeah. or the, the November of 2019. And you know, uh, I shot some matches and then in summer 2020, summer 2020, you know, whatever else. And then I was pregnant again. Yeah. <laughs> we had two kids really close together. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, then really just kind of how it came about is that, you know, I started to upgrade my gear. I, I started with a pretty basic REM 700 build and had a pretty inexpensive scope on it. And I just kind of wanted to see if I tried it out, if I liked it. And I did, and then I started upgrading my rifle and then, you know, I had this custom full rifle build out by you know it was a curtis custom action with an ibi barrel trigger to trigger or like met chassis like the whole deal and then i was like well i can't have this 500 scope on there and like that doesn't really and it, you know it was okay when i was first starting out but I, I definitely saw some shortfalls in it and then i started looking at options and carly and i were doing research and we we're trying to figure out like oh what's the next scope that i should buy and literally as a result of that i think i had a spreadsheet of like 35 different scopes it started narrowing it down to like the top 10 to top 15 that had all the features i was looking for but they were all starting to be in that you know especially up here with the conversion rate with um import and 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 all that kind of stuff and availability ended up being that pretty much everything was going to be 3500 dollars and up canadian so um, I'm like, why doesn't this exist like, why is it like five or seven hundred dollars and then this massive jump to several thousand just to get decent glass and a good feature set and things. I, I remember saying to him, I'm like, I don't understand this. Like this doesn't make sense. Why does this exist? Yeah. yeah. So then, then we started really like kind of getting into it, you know, with, with, you know, one kid, one on the way, a house renovation. We're both working full time. Carly, Carly doesn't get mad leave because we're both self-employed entrepreneurs. So you know, it was one of those things where we're just like pandemic hits and we're kind of, are, are we crazy insane people thinking that we can start an optics company when we absolutely have no experience in this space whatsoever? So like, like, if it doesn't exist, why don't we make it? I mean, we're entrepreneurs by nature. That was actually my, my major in university. Um, but yeah, it was just one of those things that we thought, you know what, like, you know, let's see if it's possible. Let's see if it's possible. We'll give it a go. We'll, we'll see. And we also thought, you know, if we don't do this, maybe somebody else is going to. So we'll let, I mean, honestly, what's the worst that could happen? We try and it sucks. <laughs> and then we move on to something else. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, when you fail plenty, you'll learn to just yeah. keep going. Right. So 
so yeah, really for us, it was just kind of, that's how the idea was born. And then we started to uh, look at potential manufacturing partners because, you know, to start up your own manufacturing plant and CNC machines and, and you know, glass grinding potentially and assembly, yeah. clean rooms, all that stuff is is very capital intensive, as I'm sure you would know. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so we started looking at OEM, ODM partners to, uh, you know, overseas factories that we wanted to work with. We, you know, right away eliminated places like China, Philippines, you know, and, and, and others that were not Japan. Um, we really kind of had our sights set on Japanese glass, Japanese quality assembly and, and kind of reputation for quality was one of them. The European factories wanted nothing to do with us because, well, they we're kind of do there. all in-house and yeah, they want to stick to serving their market, which is yeah. totally fine. Um, and so then we started kind of going down a couple of different paths of talking to the two major factories in Japan and, uh, getting some samples made up of the kind of spec of what we were looking for. Uh, so that took a couple of months to really iron out what we were going to get done. They made us the samples. We started evaluating and that's kind of how the first product ideas were born out. Yeah. You know, prior to those samples getting made, we really spent a lot of time doing R and D with, with a lot of the top shooters up here in Canada that, that I had shot with that I had the privilege of kind of meeting at some matches you know, we exchanged some numbers or maybe, you know, friends each other on Facebook after a match. And then I, and when it was time, I just kind of reached out to all those guys and be like, we're kind of thinking about doing a crazy thing. Would you guys be willing to give us some input and some feedback? Um, it was, you know. the response was overwhelming. Yeah. Um, and I was, I was, I mean, we were kind of talking about it, like, what do we offer these guys? We offer them like some money, like they want a 500 bucks to fill out a survey. Like what's going to be like, I'll give right. you a $10 Starbucks card. If you help me out, they were just like, oh my God, somebody, Somebody actually asked, somebody cares what I think. Yes, um, I would be happy to give you my input, good, bad, or otherwise, because no one's ever asked me before. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, we that kind of the process. We started collating all the data and, and, and assembling everybody's you know feature requests and what was important, what wasn't important in a competition, long range scope for, for PRS specifically. And, and we kind of started getting into the nitty gritty of, you know, radical design and, and all those different things. So that's kind of how the idea got born out. And that was the process that we took under. And then once we kind of had, you know, the 20th rev of the, the radical design, we're like, yeah, I think that's probably the one. And <laughs> like, send it off to the factory <laughs> to start etching glass for us. And yeah, yeah it, was, it, was, it was a good wild ride. But yeah, and, and you know, really for us, it kind of, we chose to work with a particular factory the way that I'm doing it because they had a really good track record of, of, you know, making really good quality products for a well-known American brand. And uh, and it was kind of an easy call for us after that. Yeah. And, and honestly, the sample that they made for us was was unbelievable and it was lights out. So we're like, yep, yeah, this is this is exactly what we want to do. So who shoots the sample now? Oh, it's in the cupboard. It's just yeah. it's, it's sitting in yeah. it's sitting in the shop, just kind of. <laughs> there's like there's three samples. I I shot that sample the entire last season. Yeah. Because we okay. had our okay. we had our production run in, but I was like, well, I'm not going to take one off the shelf that I can sell to somebody. So exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Them because we're like, well, we want to keep them, you know. So eventually, we can have like a little apex museum of yeah. of things, you know, and. We can tell our grandchildren stories. You yeah. know, this is what we did yeah. when we started the company. Yeah, yeah with that old timey voice. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but yeah, no, I shot that whole sample all last year. And I was actually the, the last match I shot with is my, my best ever finish. So I was like, oh, yeah. okay, clearly it still works. That's fine. So yeah, I don't get to practice. So my matches are my practice. And I only shot like three or four matches last year. So yeah. my scores were progressively getting better, which is good. But, yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, so that's kind of how that started. And yeah, that's the and story. Then it's like, yeah, one product kind of leads into another and, and all of those things. And we've grown a lot quicker than we anticipated. And it's, 
been incredible. Everyone in the industry has been so welcoming. The Canadian industry has been really welcoming. The optics industry, uh, surprisingly, uh, are the most welcoming. Um, it, it's been really great. Yeah, that's been one of the biggest takeaways that we've seen from the industry so far is that, you know, every time we meet somebody from, an, from a competing optics company, from the small to the large, everybody's like, oh, my God, guys, I've heard so much about you. Can't wait to meet yeah. you. Like, yeah. yeah, optics companies. I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's yeah. nice. It's been wonderful, yeah. honestly. So. Yeah. Everybody's awesome in this community with that. I think it's great. So where are where are your headquarters and where is the manufacturing occurring? So. Yeah, so our headquarters are here in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. So we're in the west, right by the Rocky Mountains. Yeah. Um, so we do all of our engineering, design, testing, QA, QC, everything's done here. Because we have a lot of extreme weather conditions within an hour drive, any direction of where we are. We can go into like flatland desert with like hoodoos and cacti and like all that kind of stuff. And rattlesnakes. And rattlesnakes. Or we can go out to extreme cold or the mountains, um, just all kinds of terrain, all like even in one day. Um, so it gives us a lot of opportunity for that kind of thing. Yeah, like this, everything from that super fine, silty clay yeah. dust to everything in between, yeah. And then we're manufactured in Saitama Prefecture just outside of Tokyo. Yeah. Just oh, nice. It's, it's yeah. Very yeah. cool. So we're actually, yeah, we're, we're planning on a trip there in the next uh, probably six to eight weeks, I think. We're just yeah. trying to firm up those dates okay. to do the factory inspection tour to kind of look at some of the products that they're assembling for us right now. Uh, Cause we have two new product lines coming out that we're pretty excited about. And uh, so we're going to be there during assembly and final inspection and kind of meet with everybody in the factory and do a little bit of a, a little bit of a tour. And yeah. And it's going to be a second time back in Japan, but we're, we're pretty excited about it. Yeah. Okay. Do you have any sightseeing plan? We're thinking about it. We're trying exactly. to figure that out. Actually, we're talking about yeah. actually, yeah, because yeah, uh, when oh we went gosh. before, we packed so much into our trip, and it was the only place right. in the world that I've been that I'm like planning a trip back immediately was when we were in Japan, which mm -hmm. was in 2018, I think. Yeah, we went to eleven days, I think. Eleven. Yeah. It was nowhere near yeah. enough, but we're trying to figure out what makes sense, how much we can pack in with all of our our business commitments and stuff while we're there too. Yeah. So, and then we don't want to be gone for too long with the two little kids, kids small, so, so we're like eh, oh, right, 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 yep. yeah yeah our girls are <laughs> two and three so yeah yeah grandma only has so much patience yes <laughs> i'll better do some stuff. High. yeah definitely so you talked about a lot of kind of like the initial design and what you were looking for and trying to fill a gap but what sets you apart is it the warranty is it where you're made, what what makes you different from the other optics manufacturers? I wouldn't say the warranty because we all have the same warranty now. Um, because yeah. that standard's been okay. set. Um so we offer a lifetime warranty just like you know everybody else out there. We kind of have to. Okay. And, and you know, we're happy to stand within Absolutely. our product. We'll support our customers. One of the things that does set up a set us apart with warranty is that, you know, as shooters, you know, we, we kind of always say that we're four shooters, by shooters, because we are, everybody in our company shoots and they've all shot competitively. Uh, and we try to keep it that way. So we understand what it's like to have a downed optic. So your rifle is useless to you unless you have a backup optic. So we, we if we can't fix it within like 24 hours, we'll just give you a new one, right? If it has to be sent off back okay. to Japan or wherever else, then well, you're just going to get a new optic because I know you have to shoot this coming weekend or in 10 days or whatever it is. So And for that, we've got centers in both Canada and the US. You're not having to think about shipping at cross-border 
um, in either direction right. and potentially being without it longer or that kind of thing as well. Yeah. So that's one of the things that we kind of wanted to do this year, this past year, when we weren't actually there in November in Texas, we were touring mm -hmm. a facility that, you know, we wanted to kind of spin up as a distribution warehouse and a warranty center for us. So it's just outside of Dallas. And okay. uh, yeah, we're, we're pretty excited about that. So yeah. all of our US domestic uh, shipping comes out of there. So people know they can get in a couple of days if they order from us. But you know, the things that set us apart was that really, I think that for shooters by shooters, as far as the product goes, you know, we try to cram as many features into the products we can for the price point, the, the, you know, and uh, I think at that $2,000 price point, we're probably one of the only optics that's made in Japan, apart from maybe one other one, but it has that high end glass. But we have things like, you know, super positive clicks, uh, a well thought out reticle that is, you know, gives you everything you need and nothing you don't with an open top, uh, two turn indicator, we give you almost 32 mils of internal travel that you need if you're running those longer shots. Um, I know most center fire folks don't have to, you know, dial past nine usually, but, um, but those are the <laughs> kind of things that we we like to, you know, cr like cram as many features as we can. And one of the things that really sets us apart, I think, you know, are, are just little things. Um, like for this one, we're in, in the rival, our rival scope, we have the integrated throw lever that's built in um, yep. to the actual zoom ring. And it's an oversized zoom ring to begin with, but it's just two set screws on each side and it pops out and there's a plug that you can put in if it gets in your way or if you don't like it right. or want to use something else altogether painted if orange isn't your thing exactly yeah but um one of the things that was kind of crazy to us is that well why hasn't anybody really done like an integrated throw lever like this because most of them are kind of the threaded in ones right and then to be able to see through it you know if you're on the the 12 dial you can actually see through oh that. okay those aren't speed holes that's actually function it has actual function so if you actually take your face up off the speed off the, off the cheek rest then you'll actually be able to see or if you look at your other eye or whatever it is if you're not behind the scope um we go down on like 15 yard parallax uh, so it's perfect for rim fire and center fire and uh Great. yeah no okay. we're, we're trying to you know jam a lot of features in, and, and our glass is you know the glass manufacturer that supplies nasa jpl mars rover you know, this James Webb telescope, you know, those guys are the ones that grind all that top end glass. So we want to make sure that we could put in whatever we could that would, you know, give us that advantage in optical clarity. The optical system design was very uh, deliberately planned out from our end to, to be a, a very good competition optic specifically. Yeah. For, and for like when Vance, Vance is deliberately, he needs to, like, everything we do is purpose built. We don't want to have a product just to have a skew because one of our competitors has that skew we want everything to be innovative and like i said purpose built and thoughtful um with with what we do yeah um, people ask us all the time are you going to come up with a range finder or are you going to come up with this or are you going to come up with that it's like well there's plenty of options for that if you want to you know if, if you want a just a good handheld range finder there's like a 50 different companies that make them and, yeah. and they're all great and but if we're going to do a range finder we're going to do it the best we're going to try to make the best range finder you can possibly make for the money and with all the features that maybe some people haven't thought of and so not saying that we're going to make a range finder but that's just an example right so that push to market just to have a skew we want to make sure that everything we have is is purpose-built mm -hmm. yeah okay. that's kind of that makes sense. Look, looking at your your product offerings it's like oh here's my long range scope here's my lvpo here's that middle middle ground thing there's not 15 million different things out there. Well, and that yeah. was the thing too, like um, with our hunter scope that uh, we're going to be shipping uh, in a matter of weeks here. 
um, like our, our three to 15, what we wanted to do was actually create a hunting scope for the competitive shooter because you're, you know, putting thousands of rounds down range all season. And a lot of people get into these shooting sports to improve their hunting skills. Well, then you, you know, you get to September, October, November, and you're like, um, this is an entirely different skill set than what I've actually been like practicing all year. So we wanted something that could transfer from the rival to the hunter really easily. It does have a bit more of a tactical feel than your traditional hunting scope. Um, it has more of a tactical reticle, um, but we, tr- we kind of call it the rival light because we packed as many of the rival features as we could into that you know, smaller set. We're backpack hunters um, in the Canadian Rockies. So, you know, we're counting grams and ounces, um, you know, for for what's going in our packs and, and that kind of thing. So we wanted something that would be lighter weight. The rival is a lot to hunt with. You can hunt with it, but you probably don't want to do a three-day backcountry trip with it necessarily, um, especially if you're my size and you, you know, you're going to end up hauling an animal <laughs> out, uh, that kind of thing. So, um, again, we wanted something um, that wasn't just like, well, this is what you use for hunting and this is what you use for your competitive season and the two skill sets don't overlap. We wanted that to be, you know, just transferable so that your whole year kind of flows together nicely. And yeah, and, and the goal to, to make a lighter, more compact version of, of what we had in the competition scope is really difficult because when you try to you know, shrink it down, you go, well, you know, we could sacrifice some glass quality here we could sacrifice here we could sacrifice there and we just chose not to do that you know we could have made it probably three or four ounces lighter by not making an ed glass system by not making an apochromatic lens system on the front end which is that triple lens that does all the light and aberration correction for you and you're like great but i still want a super high quality scope i don't want to you know pay the 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 penalty of maybe two or three extra ounces but for that low light condition that's what you want yeah no absolutely so how do you, you've got to get around quality cost manufacturing, right? There, there's only so many things you can do. Um, keeping things in Japan is obviously huge for a lot of people right now, not working mm-hmm. with China, yes. uh, super important in the US. Um, so how do, you, how do you keep the value there and not sacrifice that type of stuff? Well, th- that's the thing, right? For us is, you know, one, we're, you know, that was a super important piece for me is that make sure that the value was always there, that yeah. the, that gives us our competitive edge. Right. And I mean, so especially up here, um, you know, pricing wise, we wanted to make sure that we were in a slot that nobody else was serving and that we were making okay. the best possible product at that price point. Um, so, you know, instituting a six Sigma quality control system was really important to me because I come from a project management background. Um, a Fair, lot yeah. of, uh, you know, a, a lot of quality control, the iron triangle, making sure that we're meeting all of our, <laughs> making sure that we're meeting <laughs> yeah. all of our quality metrics uh, was important. Um, and we're always working on that too. Like we're, you know, we're, we're catching things, you know, as it's at the, at the factory floor, at the QC process in the factory. And then we do a full QC before it ships. Like every single unit gets reinspected before it ships and comes to us. And then it gets 100% reinspected when it hits our shop. So once in our warehouse, like we literally go through every single scope. Once it's on our shelf, ready to ship, that means it's been looked over like three or four times before it goes out the door. So okay. those are the and kind of things a... that we try to do to, to kind of set us apart a little bit. Do you have that little card that's the final guy that checks it off? That's an actual name. I know. I know it sounds dumb, but it, some of us are a sucker for that. 
like that's cool we're actually coming out with that we don't have it just yet but we've been literally okay. like because it's been like two or three of us doing this so it's not yeah. like it's it's he has the your order was packed by and then yeah, yeah, yeah. it's always the same person no it's really yeah. funny um, <laughs> we know they have tons of people but it's always the same person that happens to pack maybe it's alphabetical like she she is my account she manager is, yeah, yeah she very well maybe yeah but yeah, no, we're definitely instituting stuff like that slowly as we're kind of evolving through our um, through our customer experience process, I guess. But yeah, it's the quality piece has been really important to us, and and and, and you know, honestly, the the factory has a new CEO that started uh, later last year in the latter part of last year, and he was down a shot. And we were meeting with them as well, and you know, we're talking about the quality process and how we can be improving. And his background is in quality control. So from, a, from another competitor factory. So, um, so yeah, we're really excited to work with them further on, yeah. you know, how can we improve the process? How do we make it better? And, uh, we're very hands-on if, if you can't yeah. tell. Um, <laughs> I mean, this is, this is our baby. It's, it it's our passion. So we, we, you know, anytime we want to put our name behind something, we want to make sure that, uh, it's the best thing out there we can possibly create. Yeah. I think it has to be that way in the gun industry. I think people see through it if you're not shooters, like it's, it's so easy yeah. to tell when you talk and you have that, that real passion and that use case, like the hunting thing, like I, you build a rifle and yeah, it can look like a hunting rifle, but do you really want to pack that? Like that's when you can tell like someone actually cares about what they're making. But I, I think that that can't get faked. No, I, I think so too. And, and, and that's the feedback that we get from a lot of people. Like they're like, we, we watch you guys for five minutes. Like they come by one of a booth at a trade show or they come check it out. They're like, they look at us talk about people and they see that we're passionate about what we're yeah. talking about. They're like, I could tell that you guys yeah. shoot. So it's like, you're not just here faking and trying to cash in on some market. It's like, you know, it's not like we're making millions of dollars hands over fist here. It's like we're reinvesting every single penny that we make of this into growing the company, into building more product, into developing new product lines. We're doing lots of cool, innovative things that we're going to be really excited to share with you guys in about probably, you know, probably 12 months. But yeah. but I mean, um, we develop products that selfishly we would actually like to use yeah. or that like yeah. our, our friends in the shooting community would love to have and love to use. Um, like, like here's an example of that right for i mean the hunting rifle like we both hunt and for me like it was literally like well i just want a hunting rifle that a hunting scope that i can put on my rifle that i that i'd want to use and that's how the project got started i'm like well, i don't want to go shoot another company's hunting uh a scope you know i had a pretty basic nikon you know duplex reticle when i first started hunting and i had that on my you took long time. Yeah. the first season yeah and you're like hey, prototype out. you're like this was it's a little heavy. It's way too heavy yes. on, my, on my little X bolt. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, no, and and you know, and he got a buck. Like it's not like it was nothing. It just yeah, but it was an easy hunt. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no, and then and when we started developing our binocular line, for example, like I was like, this is something that I want to be able to take out in the field and I know it'll work and it'll give me all the light transmission, the optical clarity that I'm looking for. So we already kind of started, we were down that road like three months into the R&D process for the vinyl line. Yeah. And then our team shooters were like, have you ever thought about putting a reticle in there? And I'm like, I really haven't because, you know, most guys use spotters for that. He's like, it never crossed my mind. They're like, think, can you see if it can be done? I was like, yeah. um, sure, I'll talk to my engineers, see what's going on. And they're like, yeah, like literally two weeks later, we had a design for a rotating reticle and all the stuff in there. And they're like, okay. And there we are. Yeah. So we put the, the, the ranging reticle in our, um, in our pro binos and 12 power, 12 by fifties. And they're in a massive head already. Oh so, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. The response to those, especially at SHOT Show was incredibly overwhelming. Plus our guys who yeah. actually 
requested that we put a reticle in the binos were at our booth with us. And so they were just like exceptionally jazzed to just yeah. tell people about them. So yeah. yeah, I can't tell you how many times I've heard at a match or just from a hunting buddy, I wish there was a pair of binos that wasn't, you know, eight years old that had a, a reticle in it. Just well, anything, even stop making anything them. at all. No. It, even if they do get made, it's like trying to find, I don't know, a needle in a haystack online. Like, does anyone still have stock of this? Unobtainium. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, so we're all stocked up on those now. Yes. Um, we had to shift our order with our factory. Initially, we're going to split them evenly between all the ones that we had made. And we literally had like went 50% towards the, the radical binos. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's the response is so overwhelming. So crazy. We're like, yeah, no, there's definitely another gap in the market that people weren't serving properly. And yeah. You know, and we just kind of like, yeah, let's, let's just do it. It's, and, and that's one of the advantages about being a small, nimble, agile company is that we're able to really do smaller runs. Like right. we don't have to make 10,000 or 50,000 any particular yeah. skew we, to, to, you know, see if it's worthwhile. We'll, we'll give it a shot, right? And we'll, well, and even with our binoculars too, I mean, we include the chest harness pack in in the box with with the binos. That's not an extra. And we really thoughtfully designed that so that it's got, you know, like a spot for your read calls that it'll fit someone my size, van size. Um, we tested it on um, every body type of every person we knew. We're like, okay, with all of our, our prototyping of the, the chest yeah. harness so that it would really fit universally um, just across men and women of, of all shapes and sizes. And just all of the, the little details on something that really is just an add-on um, not the actual optic product itself. Uh, we wanted to be really careful with as well. We just wanted it to be a value add too. Cause I'm like, if you're buying this optic more than likely, you're right. either going to use it for hunting or for recreational or competition use. So like, so that's going to be something that's actually going to be useful to you instead of yeah. getting in just like a little black pouch that you can run a belt loop through. Like, uh, like that doesn't really, that doesn't make right. me excited no about uses the product. That anymore. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, and, and I'm not going to have my grandpa's, you know, like sling thing over your shoulder kind of thing. Like, I don't want that either. So I like, I like a good chest rig. I have like three of them from other companies. And I was like, why can't we just make something like that and throw it in for an extra little bit? And, but it's yeah. like, it's included and it's just a value add. It's like, yeah. here, we thought about this, you know, like it's not just a throw in. So you're ready to go right out of the box. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So just stuff like yeah. that. Right. Yeah. And for that, that value market where you're thinking, you know, maybe this isn't something that a guy can go spend an extra $300 now on a chest rig. At least they've got what they need for it to be like quick in the field, useful. And like you're saying, not get tangled up in eight other things. Yeah, yes. exactly. And you know what? And if guys that want to buy our binos, but they're like, well, it already comes with a chest rig, but I already got this Kuyu one or the super expensive one yeah. or one that I really love to do. So you can still run that. Absolutely. Just give it to your of course, you know, yeah. a spouse or a girlfriend or kid or family member, whatever. Right. That's, that's what it's there for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's head over to the lives real quick. Um, we got a lot of, a lot of positive <laughs> things from uh, people that have, had the rival and the binos over here. Um, ooh, and we're scrolling. Um, Corey Oscar said, "Look for him at the Best in Texas match, and you can look through a scope." I don't Oscar have to Salazar. look for Oscar. I can hear him. <laughs> <laughs> He's our most animated team member. I love him. He's awesome. He's a good dude. He's fun yeah. to hang out with. Uh, Dave said he just received a pair of binos, and you guys did a fantastic job. Um, appreciate that thank you leon also said the binos are super impressive the glass is amazing in them um we'll hit dylan's question in a little bit 
Um, Dave also said the bino bag was thought out nicely. Um, and then Rudy has a question. He says he knows it's kind of subjective, but how would you rate the audible and tactile feel of the clicks in your scopes? Ooh. Well, we've kind of gone through a couple of different iterations of that. And some people will probably want to murder me for saying this, but I would say, you know, if you guys are familiar with tangent theta clicks, I'd say ours are pretty close on the most recent production run that we've done. So yeah, the clicks are really clicky. positive. Yeah. The clicky without it being too hard so that you skip over anything. That's uh, especially because, I mean, we have a 15 mil per turn turret. So there, the spacings are a little bit tighter than a 10 mil per turn, mm -hmm. but um but we wanted to make sure that there was a nice distinct positive clickiness to them that you know you weren't if you were speed dialing that you didn't overshoot or undershoot significantly and you you were skipping clicks. Yeah. Yep, that that makes sense and that sounds like awesome. I know there's some optics companies that uh are working on improving their their the feel of the turrets right now and uh some that have just kind of got it so it's good that you know you can say that they feel like that uh ruth is watching she said she said hi carly hi ruth so we've kind of talked a bit about a lot of the products um but we'll just go ahead and go through them again kind of from the top down just yeah. to kind of sum everything all up together i think the rival is the the first product i saw from you guys and i'm i'm assuming that it's the first big thing that you guys came out with um yeah that is our, our flagship product as we call it yeah flagship that's a good word so um we've we've covered the rival pretty good i think at, at this point um let's go back into those binos one more time so there's two or three different versions of the binos out there we've got threes so we've got 10 by 42s 12 by 50s and then 12 by 50s with the etched ranging reticle so those are our 1250 pros yeah, so we call them the Summit ED series, which is really just the kind of the extra low dispersion glass uh, series. Um, Plus yeah. the Canadian in us like say Summit series. Yeah, there's the famous 1972 <laughs> Summit series between Canada and Russia. So in, in hockey. So yeah. yeah, so I like to nerd out over stuff like that. But um, yeah, so the 10s, 12s and the 1250 pros. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. And then the uh, there's the hunting scope. Yeah, we literally call that the Hunter 3 to 15. Yeah. And then the, I think the only thing we haven't talked about yet is the LVPO that you guys got over there. LP. Yes, the Edge. Yeah, the Edge 1 to 10. So, yeah, we kind of set out from a little bit of my three-gunning background and then talking to a bunch of law enforcement and military guys. They're like, hey, I heard you're thinking about making a an LPVO. We're like, yeah. We're, they're like, what, what mag range? We're like 1 to 10. They're like, oh, amazing. You know what you can do with that? I was like, yeah. I already had the idea. So we literally wanted to make something that was super awesome for really close, quick, fast engagements and target transitions. Um, and then something that you could actually use to poke out to, you know, three, four, five, six, seven hundred 700 yards, depending on what caliber you were shooting. Um, so really we try to make a mix between, uh, especially if you turn the illumination on, with like a, a hybrid combat reticle, we call it the HCR reticle, which is really like a, taking advantage of the first focal plane system to 
give you certain elements at you know one to four x one to five x and then those elements disappear at a field of view and you start to get like a modified christmas tree with an inner dot set of like segmented rings and a dot um so we are really excited about that at around five to 5.5 magnification those outer illuminated rings disappear and then you get like a really nice crisp uh christmas tree with uh you know super useful if you're looking to do holdovers plus on top of that I mean, one of the main things that we weren't really were that was important to us was to make it a true 1x optical yes. system. Um, we worked yeah. with our engineering team on that quite a bit. It actually shot through 2021, no, 2022. Yeah. Uh, when we were down there and, we, and they were showing us some of the early prototypes, we wanted to make sure that, you know, if you're doing both eyes open shooting, which is what most of the three gunners do, uh, if not all of them, we really want to be able to not have any, you know, optical distortion between both the, you know, your dominant eye and your non-dominant eye. So, um, right. yeah, that was, that was super important to us. And then that lit up reticle, you almost use it like a red dot or a prism site at the low magnifications. Yep. Right. So we yeah. do have pictures of the reticle at various magnifications, um, like on the product page um, the website, on our website. Yeah. yeah. In case we're, not perfect no. at explaining it. Yeah, there it is right there. Yeah. There it is. Um, yeah, it's super cool. It's one of my favorite things when we're at shows too. We're like, okay, look through it. Now spin the zoom ring and tell me what you see. So it's always a nice surprise for, for people who are, are new to us. So that's interesting. Yeah, so it's almost like a modified hollow 65 MOA at one X with the one dot in the center. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. Nifty. Yeah, and, and the whole goal of those outer rings is just to really instantly give you a point of reference for your optical center, right? And then it right. just drives your eye to that middle with those middle inner dots. So yeah, just you, get your you know, point of aim real you're quick. Saying it, you're saying it really technical, but when we shoot open division in USPSA, we call it glass on brown. And that's like a yeah. really <laughs> glass fine version of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I talked to a lot of military and law enforcement guys, and they're like, you know rapid target transitions and they have the all these like acronyms and super uh super technical words that they use in their training i'm like yeah that sounds great i'll just i'll just borrow that yeah <laughs> that's nice <laughs> yeah. oh you can yeah. tell them a three gunner i just want to go fast man <laughs> yeah go fast don't suck yeah 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 but that that is really cool because all you, you basically just put the big giant circle in the center of the ipsic and just pull the trigger real quick yeah, yeah, we actually did some testing with that in the early early prototyping stage, and I was again with uh, at the range a couple of weeks ago with uh, one of our top three gun guys here in Canada, and he's an Ipsic national That's champion, true. and uh, and yeah, we we're just kind of he was trying it out, and he's like, oh, I only saw the drawings, I didn't really see the earlier prototypes and stuff, and and he's just like, yeah, no, like he's like at uh, I think it's like a twenty or twenty five yards, it just covers the Ipsic target perfectly, and so yeah, it, it works. Nice. Yeah, like yeah, it. it's one we're really excited about. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, so we I think it's gonna be fun. Yeah, and it's got a 34 mil tube, still that ED Japanese glass system. There, all three scopes are made in the exact same factory in Japan. So we want to make sure that we had that consistency of manufacturing, that everything was the same look and feel. Uh, the nice thing about the Hunter and the uh, the the Edge scopes, the LPVO, is that they both have the same locking zero stop elevation turret system. So it took us about yeah. six months to get that engineered properly and get it to work. Yeah, to get the um, exposed locking turrets with the full zero stop was um, something that was really important to us, but um, proved a bit of a challenge, which is why we're not 
to market yet. Yeah, but they're getting made right now. So that's exciting. And then they both have locking uh, windage um, turrets as well. So it's, uh, yeah, you're not going to be bumping anything against your gear or whatever else, knocking your zero right. off or anything like that. So yeah. that was that was a key component for us. Yeah. So like using a one to 10 for the past year or so, it's probably the most versatile optic I've ever had from yeah. like three gun to hunting to just like keeping in the truck type thing. Yeah. It, it's almost like one optic that I would, I would not feel bad even shooting a PRS match with. Like if I could dial, like, I, I know they did that. I'm, I'm just not that old. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 for sure. And, and, and that was kind of the goal for us too, is like, how do we make a super versatile, we call it the dual optic, right? So yeah. no matter what you want to do, it, it can do that job for you, unless you're looking to shoot out to like a thousand yards, maybe, but you probably could. Um, the one thing that be a big enough with, plate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, that's one of the other things that, you know, we want to make sure that we had, you know, it's really, really hard to do a, a parallax adjustment on an LPDO because just you don't have the, the tube yeah. length for it. It's hard to engineer that. We're, we're, I'm pushing for it because I think that'd be the next level thing that we be kind of uh, industry, you know, I guess, trend setting. But uh, we want to make sure we had a fixed parallax at 150 yards so that it reduces that parallax or the potential of parallax error at a thousand yards down and shrinks it down. Right. So, um, so that's one, you know, we've talked to guys who want to put this and put a, this LPVO on their ARs, they, on their AR 10s, guys who want to put it on lever actions. Lever actions or yes. they want to get it on bush guns and yeah. stuff like that. Right. So <laughs> yeah. some guy talked about putting on a muzzle loader. I was like, absolutely go for it. Let me know how it works. And yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. interesting. Yeah. We've been displaying it, um, on, at, um, our last number of shows, um, on a Canadian uh, rifle, uh, the Sterling R18 um, is something that we've been displaying it on a fair bit. Yeah, it's like an AR-180 inspired rifle, so it's actually still okay. technically legal in Canada. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's yeah, it works. I had to Google that. Um, anyway, <laughs> that's what Google's for. Yeah. I am. I am the most squirrel-brained individual y'all will ever meet. Um, <laughs> Anyway, we're about at the midpoint of the show. Remember, if you're watching us live on Facebook, ask any questions you may have in the comment section of the video. We'll ask it live on air. Other ways to catch us, you can always check back on the Shooter's Mindset Facebook page. The videos stay up there forever. We usually upload to all the podcast apps the night after the show. And then finally, everything ends up on the Shooter's Mindset YouTube page. So that's a great place to look up past episodes. Jen, you're muted. so muted. <laughs> <laughs> you pulled a grab. Sorry, I never mute during the show, but I had a phone call that I absolutely had to take. And so I muted and I forgot that I'm muted because I never do it. <laughs> I'm just talking to myself. So y'all have kind of dove into the competitive shooting arena. Um, tell us a little bit about how your involvement in the community is benefiting y'all and how like how's it been with the feedback? Is it helping with exposure? It really has been. I mean, um, like we said before, the competitive shooting community has been incredibly welcoming to us. They've been so friendly. Mm -hmm. People are really excited. Um, you know, just honestly, like just to have another choice to have another choice. Uh, yeah. I think everybody likes to try new gear um, and just nerd out and see what's new and, and that kind of thing. So 
that's been really beneficial to us. Um, it's allowed us to meet a ton of new people. Uh, a lot of the other brands in the competitive shooting industry um, have also been really fantastic for us to work with as yep. well. Our competitive shooting team is invaluable to us, um, not just because there are boots on the ground out in the field at matches, um, but because they provide us with feedback, not just their own, but what they're hearing from, you know, other shooters around them of, you know, what's missing or what could be better or wish what they wish they had or, or those kinds of things. So, um, you know, there really are eyes and ears out there just for, for so many different things, whether it's our current product offering, uh, the, you know, or what we could be doing in the future, what would be good in a gen two or, or those kinds of things. Um, yeah as well yeah for sure and then we saw tremendous value in having you know our shooting team out there uh that and like so we started shipping the rival i mean it took us two and a half years or so or two about two years to get to market with the first product so we took our time with it we didn't want to rush it out uh so we only started shipping in uh, june of last year was when we started mm. shipping the first <laughs> batches of the rival of, 2022 yeah, so we had a pretty big backlog of pre-orders we had to clear but uh we pre-sold almost our entire first round of inventory which was also overwhelming for an optic that was <laughs> you know for lack of better terms sight unseen um yeah. a lot of people took a, a lot, lot of chances on us chances on us and just a lot of people some of them just you know in canada especially wanted to support a canadian company or people just wanted um to support us or support yeah. some you know um just you know an, another company in the industry and and that kind of thing um that in itself was really overwhelming so yeah we didn't ship um june july of, of last year was when we actually yeah. shipped our first product ever so we've been shipping so. that since and then we grew to nine SKUs this year from the one last year so yeah it's been it's been a wild ride but you know honestly the shooting community and, and the shooting the sports shooting community has been extremely welcoming to us um we grew up in that community so you know we're not necessarily strangers they didn't treat us like that and and they, everybody just embraced us super hard and we just wanted to make sure that we were delivering for them so uh you know like i said starting to talk with our shooting team you know our shooting team was an extension of our company you know we we, we want to make sure we treated them like family you know they weren't just a number to us they weren't just like a, oh hey here here's an optic and and see you later we'll talk to you guys in like a year or two yeah uh, you know we, we have a team chat going on in our um facebook yeah we have a facebook group for just our our team, team. and we um, talk about stuff all the time they, they give us ideas like hey have you guys thought about this have you thought about that so people on our shooting team that we talk to every single day yeah um we just and we want to be accessible to them as well too like they're not just a number to us every person that applied to be on our shooting team we spoke to personally yeah uh we had a phone Some, conversation with them sometimes um, for three hours sometimes, yeah we we really got to know these people um and because they're and like we said an extension of our brand and and they're all the places that we can't be um we've like i said we've got a private facebook group where we like to chat and get to know um like hey who's shooting this weekend where's everybody shooting um, when's everybody's birthday when's everybody's birthday and everybody kind of looks for each other and they've you know all started making friends in the field um we also wanted to do more than just like van said just be like here's your optic and your jersey you know see you later have a great season um yeah. for us the more that you can shoot and the easier we can make it for you to shoot more often um, then the more you can shoot and the more you're in the field and the more you're representing us. And so we've tried to partner um, strategically with as many brands as we possibly can, um, you know, with other really great companies in the industry to help um, get our team um, additional sponsorships or, or discounts or, or things like that to try and support them holistically where we can 
Um, so like we said that they can, they can go out and shoot more. We want there to be more than just a, you know, here's your optic, um, advantage to being a member of team apex. Um, we've got a lot of junior shooters on our team this year that we've added, and we've had some of the more seasoned members, shall we say of our, of our shooting team say, Hey, you know what, like I'm going to be running club matches, come on out, let's practice your skills or, you know, are those kinds of things, or they're, you know, really willing to offer mentorship or, um, you know, somebody has got a line on components. <laughs> you know, like, hey, who wants primers um, on those kinds like, of things? Here's a link, go buy them all now. Yeah, exactly. like, oh, hey, I'm a bulk thing. Um, who can I ship all these things to? And and that kind of thing. So, um, you know, we've, we've really. Yeah. Um, and we've been pretty lucky with the awesome people that have been our We're so yeah. fortunate. Oh yeah. my goodness. Like, our shooting team are just every one of them are just fantastic, wonderful humans. I just I love yeah. them all so much. Yeah, we've we're better. so lucky, honestly. Sure. Like, uh, like I don't care what any other company says. We have the best team in shooting sports. Um, <laughs> like, come come at me and argue because <laughs> you won't. Win. Yeah, um, but no, we've yeah. been pretty lucky, and we grew the team substantially this year. We did. As Harley mentioned, we I think we went from twelve last year between Canada, and U.S., and we only had two two U.S. gentlemen last yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah, and they're based out of North Dakota, and basically Canadian, basically uh, honorary, uh, <laughs> but with extra freedom. <laughs> yeah. But so, what do you uh, look for in? in sponsored shooters do you look more for those that are winning matches or do you look more for um attitude and yes we want you to be awesome um as far as, as far as personality goes we know not everybody has like a big boisterous personality like i myself do um like i i have a like even though dan's been talking more than i have this is unusual for us actually um it's because he's getting into the technical weeds that's why i'm i'm the bigger personality i you know i'm the really chatty one i don't expect everybody to be like me i know not everybody is like you know gonna want to come and work trade shows and and talk to people or, or be in those kinds of roles or or even be that way when they're at the range um what we told every one of our shooters is you know just chatting with you what we want you to do is go out and keep doing what you're doing and keep being the awesome person that you are and that's how you'll represent us well somebody wants to to chat with you and take a look through your scope or ask you how you're liking it or or any of those kinds of things tell them tell them what you think um like you would with any other piece of gear um, you know, your sponsorship isn't hinged on how many wins you have this year. Um, if you come in last at every single match, but you've got a great attitude and everyone loves being with you at the range and thinks you're awesome. And people are, you know, clamoring to squad with you because you're just great to spend a day with. Perfect. That's all that's we all need for. in a team apex shooter. Um, you know, if you win, absolutely. That's fantastic. Um, we'll sing your praises. Yeah. We'll sing your praises, you know, um, <laughs> you know, you, you're going to be going on to, you know, bigger competitions and that kind of thing. Absolutely. We'll do what we can to help support you to get there. Um, but we don't need you to be first. It's like, well, you didn't, you only had, you know, one top 20 finish this year. So, you know, sorry, better luck next year. No, that's, that's no, we didn't take that we, approach. We didn't take yeah. that approach. Um, we just really, you know, want, awesome awesome people yeah and like carly said you know it was really you know as our shooting team is an extension of us and our company and our brand like we want to make sure that we have people that were out there that were representing us the way we want to be represented yeah. and the best way to do that is just you know having conversations with people and we had lots of long i think the week before we left for shot show we were having conversations with folks like my day was booked from like 8 a.m until like 9 p.m most yeah. days because we were i was talking to people carly was talking to people and we were just 
yeah. trying to get as many because we had almost 200 people apply to be on our team. Yeah, it was. Yeah. we did not expect that. We're yeah. like, oh, maybe like 50 people apply and we'll be able to get through that pretty quickly. But so many people had such thoughtful applications. Our juniors had some, of the, some of the most thoughtful applications. And we're like, you know, these people are the future of the sport. We want them to grow with us. And so many of our sponsored shooters that was really what they wanted to do as well. They wanted to grow as we grow and, and really be a part of what it is that we're trying to do. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and so, and not just, yeah, further to that point, like we want to make sure that we supported our shooters, we supported our team members, but we want to make sure that we support the, the sport overall as well. Absolutely. Right. So this year it was strategically, it was a very important for us that we were in a capacity to be able to do it as to sponsor PRS as a series at the pro level. And then also, so we're an official sponsor of the PRS this year and for the next two years, actually. And then um, we're also the Northeast regional a presenting sponsor for the Northeast region for both Centerfire and Rimfire. So we're very excited about okay. that. And, and, and as a result of that, we wanted to make sure that we had representation in kind of every PRS region and especially in the Northeast. And the Northeast actually um, worked out to be a really nice spot for us because so many of our Canadian shooters in Ontario. Um, and Ontario in particular um, travel down there and, and shoot stateside as well. So um, we can have some international representation in, in that particular region, um, maybe more so than some of the others. Yeah, I mean, you guys, you said a ton about the sponsorship program, but I think a lot of it is representative of the community, where when you say you get into the PRS, it's one of the most welcoming things you'll ever get into as far as a sport. And it's really important for a company that wants to be a part of that sport to really present themselves in the best possible way and really continue that value, right? because yeah. we love it and we want to pass it on. But making sure that you're supporting the right kind of people, the people that are fun to be around, because I mean, at the end of the day, this is all so much fun for us. Like, yeah, you, yeah. Know, you might go start an optics company, whatever, it's a side gig. <laughs> but um, for, for most people, it's what we do for fun. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's what, that's what we want to pass on. So I think- We well, want to have a good day, best. right? Yeah. yeah. Even if it's raining every single weekend for the past exactly 12 weekends <laughs> yeah and i've right. said honestly that's for, the thing i've said for a long time like i really think that companies especially emerging companies i think that you get more bang for your buck with um newer shooters because a lot of the top shooters they're sponsored they're already sponsored by an optic company so you're not going to probably pull them away number one number two you know they have so many optics they don't need and, and so they're not as willing to just try different things but the yes you shooters you know if you have shooters that are mid-pack shooters or even last place shooters they're <laughs> out there to have fun so you know what they're doing they're not analyzing the stage in between they're running their mouth and chit chat yeah. like me <laughs> I don't like plan it. I'm like oh I gotta go now oh I better get some dope written down you know yeah. come yeah. out there chit chatting but that's how people get the word out is those that are actually talking to new shooters that aren't so focused that and there's nothing wrong with being focused I think it's great but oh, for sure it's harder for some of the and there are some that do it well but it's hard for all of the top shooters to be able to stay that focused and in their game and still talk with newer shooters um and say hey look at this scope it's great you know i just 100%. think 100 
Yeah, I'm usually the guy who's writing down his dope about 30 seconds before yeah. he's next up. So yeah, that's pretty bad. Well, and for us too, like what you're saying about new shooters, for us, isn't it isn't about just targeting existing shooters and converting them from whatever optic they're running. It's about growing the sport. Yeah. Um yeah. and growing the growing the sport for for everyone. I mean, in Canada, for some of the goal there is to grow the voter base a little bit too, but um <laughs> it's hard here in Canada. It's hard. Um, but really it is for us to grow the sport. Um, in particular, too, um, women are the fastest growing demographic in this sport. Junior women are one of the fastest growing demographics. Uh, most of the matches that we have um, close to us, there's only a couple of male juniors and everybody else is a father-daughter team, uh, which is crazy. It's girls. It's all junior yep. girls, which is, I mean, it's great it's awesome. to see. Yeah. Um, we've got um, a junior boy on our team who's been getting his mom out shooting and, and that kind of thing too, which is fantastic. Down in Texas. Down in Texas. That, that's and, Gage, isn't it? It's yes. Cables. Yeah, he's got Christy out yeah. shooting. And oh my goodness, his Facebook posts. Oh, they, they'll, they make you, they'll make you cry. Um, he's so sweet, no, but so it's nice. just, he's encouraging her to do this, right? And I mean, if you're getting, you know, the kids and the moms, I always say too, I'm like, if you can get the mom shooting, the whole family will shoot. And, yep. and those are the things, right? You want people to go out and have a good time and chit chat and not be intimidated when they're like, oh my gosh. Like I, I'm, I'm just, I'm not on my game today or, you know, something's going wrong or, or whatever that people are like, ah, whatever, who cares? You know what? Like a, it's, you know, they used to say, you know, a bad day on the golf course is better than a good day at work. And, you know, these are people's weekends that they're spending and doing this. And now people are doing and it. Traveling. They're traveling this, and this is not inexpensive either. So um, it's, it's something we, we want to focus more on, on growing the sport than, you know, trying to see out everybody who finishes top three all the time yeah that, that was never our intent to go after the no. top tier shooters like the guys who finished you know top five all the time and whatever and those would be great to have on our team don't get me wrong but we're not actively, yeah we're not actively seeking them out one you know we're a small company uh we're still going to be a small company next year we're not the size of, of the big boys out there and you know we're not going to be able to to lure them away from those companies and that's okay i mean if they want to come over willingly we'll definitely have that conversation but um but really for us what it came down to was always like what is our, the intent of what we're trying to do yeah. and 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 you know when we talk about you know purpose-built optics we want to have a purpose behind what we're doing as well with our shooting team with growing the sport with getting more people involved um we're sponsoring ladies days we're getting people out to try the sport out for the first time ever people are afraid to come out to the range because they don't know what it's like they, they're intimidated by you know the the size of the gear the heaviness of the rifle or or how much gear you potentially need they don't know what they're supposed to bring out with them so we're like just come out you, you yeah. have we have all the stuff just come on out Try it out for the first time, and the moment they get their first impact, you're, you're like, like okay. yeah, sold. They're yeah. like, my wallet just yeah. cried. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, nothing sells guns like hitting targets. That first time, yeah. it, it, that smile yeah. is impossible to replicate. Yeah, yeah, yep. yep. exactly. So yeah, you always got to start everybody with steel for that reason. Yeah, uh, <laughs> 100%. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we have a, a few more lives. Um, so Nick Buchanan wanted to know when you're coming out with a 15x final with a reticle, and forgive us if these are already live. They're in R and D. Don't worry, they're okay. coming. Yeah. I can safely say yes, those are coming. There's a set of our uh, set on our kitchen. They're on our kitchen island right yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so on binos, uh, Renee wants to know about a 15x ranging bino, and he also wants a selectable reticle because he's picky. Sounds like a lot. <laughs> well, we're we're we've just kicked off a pretty top secret project, so we'll we'll keep pretty tight-lipped on that yeah, but yeah. i will tell you that it will it'll be awesome it will be awesome yeah 
Yeah. It will change what you think about binos. They're not, they're not Snoopy's binoculars. (laughs) Our kids watch a lot of Snoopy show. So So it, uh, looking over at your website, it kind of appears there's a Canadian Alliance starting up there. Um, (laughs) So you guys are lining up with two of our favorite Canadian companies, MDT and Trigger Tech. Um, How did you guys get this uh, relationship started and kind of what are some of the things you guys are doing as a team? Well, so Canadians love other Canadians. Um, I don't know what it is. We're just that way. We'll go anywhere in the world and we'll find the only other person there from Canada. Um, So randomly. So that's a bit of a part of it for us too. Um, When we came to market, a lot of the Canadian rifle builders were like, well, hot damn. Now we can do an all Canadian built rifle and we can sell it as such because Canadians love to buy Canadian if they can. We have a small um, industry. Small industry for yeah. um, for our country, but uh, they like to buy Canadian when they can. And so um, being able to, um, you know, display our other, uh, you know, Canadian partners at trade shows whenever we can uh, makes us really excited. I mean, we just also love like Trigger Tech. We're a Trigger Tech house. Um, we run only trigger check triggers in our, in our home. So that, that's a big part of it for us too. Um, I keep t- telling Mark and those guys, they need to make like a, a drop in trigger for a CZ 75, but you know, they don't listen. Every time Mark's like, no, just stop yeah. asking me. Uh, leave, leave me alone. I've, I've been asking one of those yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I mean, MDT, they're not just Canadian, they're Western Canadian as well. They're yeah. not far from us. Same with international barrels, um, and ultimatum. Yep. So we're really fortunate to have um, all of those companies just so close to us. Uh, the other thing is, is a lot of times we're at matches and they're shooting the matches too and, and that kind of well, thing. That was um, the same time, the first time I ever met Martin from MDT, I was fortunate that he was in my squad at the Canadian Sharpshooter Classic, which was the only PRS sanctioned match that we had up there for a while. And right. um, and so, yeah, we, he was in the squad and I, was, I had a prototype on and he's like, hey, what's that? And like Apex Optics, what's going on here? Like, what are you guys doing? And I'm told him the story. He was like, that's amazing. And the other thing yeah. too with these Canadian companies is so at, um, so I guess little known fact to a lot of people is for SHOT Show 2022. We went down there um, randomly and we were like, we're not big enough. It was last minute. Booth. It was last minute. We've got a few or like two two or three, like just prototype optics. What do we do? We're trying to get our name out there. We're having meetings with people and MDT and Kdex offered to display one of our just early prototypes on a a pre-production on a rifle at each of their booths. So they were Canadian companies that just wanted to give another Canadian company just a leg up. It cost them nothing, but it gave us so much. It gives a lot of exposure. And then this year, each of them had a half dozen scopes and they were walking people over to our booth because people are like, what's that orange ring? I've never heard of that optic company before and and that kind of thing. So um, that's where the Canadian, you know, industry has just been so kind and, and welcoming um, to us and, you know, really supportive and, and that kind of thing. So now when... Like we just had a trade show just this last weekend. Um, every rifle we had had a trigger check trigger and an MDT chassis and, uh, yeah. you know, um, the all had IBI barrels and, and that kind of thing too. So, yeah, and we worked uh, with other companies like, you know, obviously Ultimatum and IBI and then Pristine out of Chilliwack BC as well. Yeah. The Pristine Actions, I don't know if you guys had anybody from there on there but they're they're a new action custom action company as and well and Sterling yeah. arms r18 yeah. um well iwa 2022 um we got a phone call um from someone local here the owner of, of sterling arms 
uh, International said, well, I'm going over to Iwa in, in Nuremberg. I've got a booth to display my rifles. Why don't you bring some optics, put them on my rifles and come, come and work the booth, bring a banner, tell people about your company, bring some print material, work the booth with us. Just again, another Canadian company, just trying to give a new Canadian company um, just a hand up and a helping hand. And um, it's, and that's kind of how it all started. And that's yeah. really how it all started. So it was these other Canadian companies that helped, you know, really um, get us a lot of early exposure, which was which was really kind. And a lot of them have also given us a lot of really good advice. You know, as somebody who's new to the industry, we had no idea what we're doing. Like, so mentor, of, like really great yeah. mentorship, honestly. Yeah. Like, you know, we have a business background, but not yeah. in the firearms industry. Like, so it was a little bit different, right? So you're like, okay, well, who's good to work with? Yes. <laughs> who's good to work with? Who's not? Let's navigate some of the more, I guess, regulatory stuff with you. Like, let's help you out with this. Let's help you out with that. Okay. And they said, you know, oh, here's who I have as a really good distributor in, in the UK or in Europe, or here's really good. Here's who's good in, in Australia or New Zealand. And, yeah. who's, who's, yeah. you know, so they're giving us like really good pointers and who people are good to work with and who are maybe not so good to work with as far as like retail yeah. presence goes. So yeah. it's been, it's been really but even the other Canadian optics company, uh, Tangent Theta, uh, we've got a great partnership with them because they make custom Tenebrex covers and ARDs for us as well, um, which are oh, okay. something that a lot of people want. So that's been a, a great partnership. They've been they've been really great, really great, really kind and really welcoming because um, people are like, oh, like, are you, you know, they're your competition. And I'm like, well. Yes and no, but I'm like, you know, because people are like, oh, I'm sorry, like I, I have a tangent. I'm like, they're really kind humans. Like, I'm so <laughs> glad that you know you supported them. Yeah. Um, it's crazy because when we saw them in Germany, not in Canada, because you know, it's just easier to see each other on the other side of the world than yeah. the other side of the country. But um, yeah, no, they've they've also been really great, and yep. that's been a great partnership for us as well. So um yeah, and they've been supportive of of members of our shooting team as well, um, which is which has been really fantastic. So yeah, that whole this whole last couple minutes just sounded so Canadian. It's like everybody's so <laughs> nice and happy. <laughs> We're all friends. so nice and friendly, and we all say a lot. Yeah, hanging <laughs> out on you know, I love yeah. it. That, yeah. That is, that is great, and it's not just the the Canadian companies that are that that are that way. It's, it's every everybody in this sport, yeah. you know. I've I been. Mean, it's been our experience, it's honestly. Been, yeah, it really has. Yeah. We put together with um, our Canadian partners and put together um, a rifle for a sticker draw last week that we thought would take several weeks to sell, and it took or months. Or months. It took <laughs> thirty hours, and we sold out on our sticker draw to raise money uh, to send our three members of Team Apex uh, to help fund their trips over to Italy um for worlds yeah so for two for team usa and one from team canada yeah, yeah so yeah we've got three members nice. of our team going so yeah, yeah is... so we're pretty excited about that so now i don't even have the rifle yet well, <laughs> that's really an all canadian rifle build to somebody so somebody. yeah yeah and then yeah and so we're pretty excited about that and we we're we we're selling it all weekend at the last show and we literally came like saturday afternoon like well we're 100 percent sold out this this is insane yeah so i think it was an ultimatum deadline gen 2 action with an ibi barrel a trigger deck trigger and and, uh mdt acc elite, elite chassis yeah. skypod yeah. skypod yeah, yeah. And, and our optics so yeah yeah I, I saw that i was wrestling i was like what is a sticker draw are we are we drawing a, a sticker and i was like oh okay. yeah yeah, yeah, it's it's one of the things we have to do to you know be able to have a contest yeah. without calling it a yeah 
a raffle or but that was just another way i mean uh, for our shooters to go and compete internationally i mean just their match fees alone for worlds are i, I believe they're 900 usd something or like something that. like yeah. that so just yep. to be able to find another way again to support our shooters um and just help cover just, some of those travel yeah. costs yeah that was that was one of the main things i mean because a lot of people call us up and they're like oh hey we've been let you know, like you know i think i'm in the running to get a spot on the nat on the national team for the worlds but i don't know if i can go and literally like the conversation that we had with all of our shooters about that was if you want to go, you go, we'll figure something yeah. out. We'll make it work. We'll work with partners. We'll do yeah. what it takes to get, get you over there. Yeah. Money won't be why you don't go. Yeah. So. That's awesome. That is very awesome. So the speed that you kind of put everything together, especially in like the past two and three years has kind of been impressive as far as like seeing what you've done and seeing you down in Navasota last year. Um, where do you see yourself in five years? Oh, the tough, I, you know, I, I can't even think about that question really, honestly. Um, I think, you know, obviously we're going to have a bunch more products, but I think, you know, we're probably going to, uh, my goal is to revolutionize PRS. We have some crazy, crazy ideas that I hopefully, hopefully within those five years we'll implement, but something I think that will change the way everybody shoots a match with so optics. So what do you mean by that? Because <laughs> Obviously. Okay. So I run matches. Greg runs matches. Um, you could mean a whole bunch of things. You could mean you want to go from guys shooting in a field to like having an actual event and having the Friday before be something where you have new people coming out and you have classes and you have actual hands-on demos and you have more than just the Saturday, Sunday competition. Um, so what do you, what do you mean? Well, Not first of all, that's that, a great idea. I love that idea. I think we should all get together and figure out how we can start doing that. Um, we'll see you in three weeks. Yeah, perfect. Uh, booking my flight right now. Uh, but yep. no, 100% though, honestly, um, one of the things that I'm, that I'm kind of talking about when I say that is is how you shoot a stage, how you shoot a match. Okay. From a product innovation. Product innovation, development perspective. Gotcha. We're going to try and do things that nobody's ever put into an optic before. We're going to try to do things that nobody's ever tried from a workflow perspective for team matches. We're going to try to do things and, and, and jam a lot of features and, and concepts that maybe exist in other spheres, but not in competitive shooting. So I, I can't talk about it too much because we're still in development. There's a lot of intellectual property stuff that's happening behind the scenes that yep. we're trying to secure. But at the same time, um, I'm really excited with where we're going as a company. The big thing that we're always trying to do is we're trying to do innovative things. Like, like Carly said at the beginning of this, this chat, that we don't want to just make something for the sake of making it because somebody else has the, has the same product yeah. and we just want to have one with an Apex brand name on it. That's not what we're trying to do. Well, and that was the whole thing. I mean, we could have just easily been to market three years ago if we had just decided to be like, hey, we like these colors. Cool. This is our logo design, slapped it on it and just had everything shipped yeah, over. just had a screen print on the uh, side of a... It, you know, because yeah. it... it we really chose not to do that. I mean, we, yeah. I don't want to say nitpicked, but we did. So we were very particular. We're particular and we, you know, agonized over or over every last detail. And we do that with every one of our products. And we plan to do that with, you know, um, every one of our future products. I will say, I guess, you know, where are we going to be in five years in terms of products? We get asked about spotting scopes and range finders and, and all of those kinds of things. Uh, red dots are another thing that we get asked about. And we, um, we're currently in R&D for over a dozen new products as it stands. Um, but again, whenever we are, we're going to release one of those products, we still want it to be purpose-built and with innovation. We want to we want to do it and we want to do it better and we want it to be 
super cool um, yeah. for, for lack of better terms. So. Yeah. so where we're going to be in five years is going to be hard to say either, you know, we're going to blow up and be gigantic or we're going to stay relatively the same size, but just with a, with a bunch more products and be super innovative. Yeah. You know, you know, people ask us, Oh, do you want to be a, a vortex or a Nathlon or a night force or whatever the size? I'm like, I don't think we do. Like, I, I don't think that's never really the goal is to be a gigantic monolithic optics corporation. Like we really just want to stay in our own lane. People ask us about stuff all the time. It's like, Oh, I see you have a tripod. Does that mean you're making tripods? No, that's just what the rifle sitting on top of. And we have some apex stickers on it. Like it's like, but it has your sticker on it. Like, but your rifle case also has my sticker on it. Yeah, so like, but no, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a natural thing on a cricket. Yeah. Right? It's a natural progression to have a tripod as an optics company, but we want to really stay in our own lane and just be focused on making some really good optics. And and yeah. be thought out and be thoughtful about what we're doing and very like intentional with, with the choices that we're making. And I think too, like we'll, we'll grow our team and we'll grow our staff. Um, but even again, when we do that, um, you know, we have grown our, our staff and, and some of our consultants this year, and we've been very thoughtful and particular about who we've, we've chosen um, just because we have such a clear vision of the company. And in five years, I don't see us necessarily sitting on a beach somewhere completely hands off while somebody else, you know, runs this. Um, this is something that we're <laughs> truly passionate about. I never thought that, you know, sport optics would be what we would be doing and what we'd be passionate about, but we always knew it would be something. And, yep. you know, you never know when it's going to be the right time. It's, if, if you wait for the perfect time, it's never going to happen. Um, obviously we didn't wait for the perfect time to, to start our company, but you know, it, it made sense. I didn't think I'd be, you know, sitting at my kitchen Island, you know, pregnant with a, a kid that wasn't even a year old yet. And, you know, Vance putting up backsplash tiles and we're like, okay, well, but it needs to have this and it needs to have that. And yeah, I we're brainstorming ideas as I'm tiling. So yeah. You know, and and we it's crazy <laughs> to think that we've come so far just from that point in, in such a short time. And so I'm excited to see where we will be in five years if we've been able to accomplish this much in, in the first three, where are we going to be in, in another five? We'll be eight years into it. That's crazy to think about, yeah. honestly. Um, I mean, we do already have things planned out, like what yeah. we want to announce, you know, at Shot Show and in 2024 and in 2025 and 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 those kinds of things. And um, so we don't have a five-year plan just yet, but probably like two to three. Three-year yeah. plan and, and what that looks like, but yeah, yeah. but we're excited. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah. That definitely comes through. <laughs> <laughs> we really like what we do, honestly. I mean, and because yeah. the, the community and the shooters really, they really make it worthwhile. I mean, when we're at SHOT Show, they're really long, long days where you're talking a lot, but you can't go to sleep at night because you're just buzzing with excitement over all the so many amazing conversations that you had and you know we're excited and then other people are excited and you just feed off of that incredible energy so so five years is kind of a big goal and we always ask people that where do you see your company in five I ask that when I interview people at work where do you see yourself in five years um it's always interesting to hear what people say what they are striving for but what so to back it up a little bit so in the next year, what are your goals, both personally and you know, by personally? I don't mean like, are you gonna have another baby? I mean like, I mean like, you know, your personal shooting sport. Um, and as a company and as a business, what are your 2023 goals? Well, I think Carly's goal is to maybe shoot a PRS match even just a one day this year for the first time yes my rifle is being built as we speak 
Um, I'm very excited. I dropped my chassis off last week to be Cerakoted, um, which is exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a couple of just small pet projects for, for things within um, Apex, just some exciting little accessories that I think that'll make things just a lot easier um, for people in the field that I'm personally really excited about. Um, I'm a left-handed shooter. I need a left bolt. Oh, so read into uh-huh. that what you will. I know apparently uh, there it's less than 4% of shooters. Um, yeah, I just can't. It, if I'm running a right bolt, it just, it's, well, you're left out dominant. It's so awkward. It, it's honestly, it's painful to watch. You're like, you know what? I'm glad you have a left bolt because I can't watch that. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as, you know, I guess for the company, just, you know, we have, um, the Hunter and the Edge are, are going to be shipping, yeah. um, in a couple of months here. Um, we've got matches this summer that we're going to be at, um, which we're really excited about. Um, we're excited to support our team. We're excited for our team going, um, like I said, to Italy. Um, we've got some exciting stuff in the fall. Um, we are really excited about like the binoculars and the hunting scope um, and kind of moving a little bit into that um, outdoor space as well. Yeah. Um, we're excited to, we're, we're tentatively planning on coming out for the, the finales at MKM this year. So okay. we, we just like to have a presence and be there, especially as the Northeast sponsor. And, and we sponsor a lot of those, uh, the PAPRS uh, matches as well. So we just want to make sure that we're out there and then get to meet everybody in person and show our faces and get have people meet us in, in for the yeah. first time if they haven't met us already. So that we're excited for that. So we're trying to make that work with some of the other trade shows that we yeah. have in, in Ontario. There's a pretty major show called TACOM, which is kind of like our mini Canadian shot show, but it's open to the public. So that's pretty fun, but um, yeah, so we're trying to work it out with all of our travel schedule. It's yeah. it's getting pretty hectic this year again with going to Japan and, and everything like that. But I'd like to maybe paint a wall in our living room. Yeah, um, we get to get to you know, some of the things around the house at some point too, instead of everything. Yeah, I would like to get more than four hours of sleep. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be yeah. good. Uh, we want to do a lot of hiking this summer with the mm-hmm. girls. Um, yeah. They love going out and they love when we're testing binos. Um, actually kind of like a fun <laughs> factor on that. You never know when you're going to end up developing a new product without really realizing it. Um, our daughter for her third birthday in November, all she wanted was her own set of miniature Apex like real binos. binos. They didn't, she didn't want the plain ones, whatever. Cause I got her a set for like four bucks at Target. She was like, no, that's not what I want. I want real binos and they have to be Apex binos. Like don't just, you know, <laughs> take some orange tape and call it a day. Like she was very specific. Yeah, for a three-year-old, at the, no, two-year-old at the time, yeah. So Van reaches out to the factory and he's like can you make her a set of of eight power binos um this in a smaller in a smaller like make them look like our binos but in a small form factor like is that possible just to make a prototype or whatever thinking sure whatever it would it's like i'll pay the tooling fee to like, get it done yeah she this is all she wants it was very important to her because she <laughs> loves all the optics things and helping out apex so um, she gets this set of binos and she loves them. And everybody who came to her birthday party were like, they see him standing see him on the counter and they're like, uh, are you developing those? Cause those are awesome. I want a pair of those. Those are great. Getting asked about them now at trade shows and people are like, well, where did you come up with the idea to do this? I'm like, well, let me tell you, um, you know, you never know when inspiration is going to, it was not intentional. It was not intentional, but, uh, yeah. So I guess, oh, and you know, 15 power binos. That's another thing that 
we're hoping to come out with. Yeah, we're more than likely hoping to come out with them later this year or at SHOT Show next year, but we're working on a pair of 15 power ED binos that are honestly, we were testing them in, in the mountains all last weekend and yeah. they're incredible. I was so excited for them. Yeah, we're really excited. I was, uh, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm pretty excited for those. So I think I'm going to try using those at uh, most of my matches. They don't have the reticle in them right now, but I think we'll try to slam one in there. Yeah. Yeah, we managed to fit in family time and, and that kind of thing too. Yeah, we take our girls. We're outdoorsy, and we did go to Florida for a couple of weeks, take some some much needed time off, and, and that kind of thing too. So yeah, yeah, awesome. very nice. So whose idea was the orange? I don't know who could take credit for that. We wanted something that as soon as you saw the scope on a line, that it was like, yep, that's an apex. And yeah. so now we have people looking for the orange ring for like teammates or people who have, who are other owners or whatever, yeah. and they get together and chat and they all hang out and like their best friends kind of thing. So it's, so it's actually kind of funny. I can't take credit for that, but we did wanted something that set us apart. I feel um, like the orange was more you than, than yeah. me, but it was also like, well, what else, what else do we really want to do? Cause we didn't want blue because if you, took, if you hunt, if you hunt, then that's just game off. Anything that's um, an ungulate will see that yes. the glowing red ring or, or glowing ring or whatever how would they see that blue it's and basically purple. neon to them so we're yeah. like okay that that's out and but we knew we wanted to do something and we wanted something to stand out something that we could do a lot of really great branding around yeah. um and and not just that on top of that the orange worked out and we actually had the logo first before we decided to do the orange ring and then we're like oh our orange ring works out perfect with the blue the the orange and black and orange and white combination Plus, if you're out hunting and if you're a hunter, then you're mostly wearing blaze orange or some sort of right. accent to, that goes along with yeah. that. So it works out perfect. So like, yeah, let's I, just go I, with I, that. Yeah, I think it's awesome. I think it's like to the human eye, it's like perfect branding, super easy to spot your product. But then also it still does kind of not stick out quite as much when you're hunting. Um, yeah. Joshua has another idea for a Canadian collaboration here. Oh, the, the MDT send it level inside of the reticle. Yeah. We've had a lot of requests for bubble levels inside the reticles, inside the scope. We've had lots of other, other, other people approach about a lot of different things that, that we can slam in there, but there, there are yeah. definitely some things that we're considering more so than others. Yes. But thanks, Josh. Yeah. And I, I love your shirts. So they were showing us in the pre-show, they have shirts that say, but did you dial? Which yep. is great. Because I say, but did you die all the time? Yeah. Well, and that's exactly why we... Why we came yeah. up with this. So that, that literally came from a match. We had guys that were I was squatted with that would literally, they were, they were sending rounds over top of the target by like a huge amount. And we literally said, but did you dial? And after he was done, like, oh, now I forgot to dial down yeah. from the previous stage or something. It's like, <laughs> yeah, didn't do his pre uh, the checklist before the stage. So yeah, he was about like four mils high. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. And that's how the, the saying came about. And I'm like, we have to make a t-shirt from this yeah. and literally just threw it to the design. I'm like, can you come up with something? <laughs> yeah. That's great. Are there any more lives? We are good on the live side. Lots more, like tons of people just saying that every all their products are awesome and that's really nice all yeah, of thank, them, you. thank you lots of very positive comments that is great well i think we can wind it down to shout outs we normally start any mini mini mo with Corey. <laughs> i always get a little nervous when you start doing the any mini mini mo i was like who am i going to start with 
Uh, I'm going to do Texas Precision matches for stressing me out for until we have the next match. Uh, we bad for keeping my cheeks comfy. JP Rifles for Amazing Rifles, seen behind me. Federal for letting me shoot too many rounds a year. Uh, yeah, that's what I got. All right. How about Greg? I got GSL Suppressors, uh, Shooters and Sharpshooters of Augusta, PDC Custom, Shooters World Powder, Hunters HD Gold, Fix It Sticks, and Bortec. Awesome. How about Apex? Y'all got any shout outs? Oh, I guess shout out to our entire shooting team and yes. uh, everybody who's helped us along the journey so far. Yeah, and all of our uh, like amazing partners and supporters of our team as well, um, like MDT, Trigger Tech, IBI. WeBad. WeBad has been fantastic to us. Spearhead Machine. Spearhead Machine. Oh, I'm like, we're going to forget somebody. Um, Black Box Customs here in Calgary and Precision Rifles. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm like, I know I've forgotten somebody sterling, sterling yeah. arms. Um, yeah, everyone's just been so great. So we were still like, thank you everybody. Awesome. And for me, I just want to shout out, I always shout out my husband for putting up with me doing this every Tuesday night. Um, because <laughs> it's very kind of him to not get irritated with it every Tuesday night going on and on. But uh, also I want to shout y'all out for everything that y'all do for the shooting sports and for your innovation and just kind of trying to fill that gap in uh, mid-priced optics, I guess we could say. Yes. So thank y'all for that. And we appreciate you coming on and spending your Tuesday night with us. Thank you guys so much for having us. We were, we're so appreciative and so honored to be to be guests of your show. We enjoyed it. And so that will be a wrap for episode 402. And we will see everybody next time.